In Psalm 139 and verse 14, David says, I will praise the Lord for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. As a man, he was saying he was fearfully and wonderfully made. We can see that man is so complex that David says he's fearfully and wonderfully made. Last week, our Papa, Prophet Excellence, spoke to us about an aspect of responsible Christian living. He focused on living for him who died for us. And he made us appreciate the fact that we need to own the gospel and not just own the gospel but to use everything that we are and we have to propagate the gospel today we're going to continue on that same subject responsible Christian living indeed Responsible Christian living is so broad. It relates to our relationship to God, to ourselves, to our fellow people, to the community and say the general environment. It's so, so broad that our focus on a very narrow part of it. And in consultation with Papa, this subject, Responsible Christian Living, is going to be part of our Bible studies because that will give us the opportunity to ask questions, to contribute, to help our growth. Let's give ourselves a clap for now. Sister Barbara, you are still a student, are you? Please stand up. Let's give her a mic. I chose her because she's a student. And I believe she'll be able to answer the question <laughs> I'm going to ask. And for all of you who are going to school, independent of the level you were at, Let's say if you were doing the O-levels or even, let's say, the basic and there are eight subjects that you have to write and you studied two of the eight, let's say you make 80% plus in two and you bombed or failed six. Are you okay? Good. So I want us, number one, to note that we are stewards of God. I want us also to note that something happened and that is that in as much as God made man a steward man 
let go his authority by accepting deceits when satan lied to him he listened to satan and did not listen to what god has told him so he disobeyed god and that was sin this sin separated man from god man did not die physically but his spirit could not relate to god scripture informs us that god so loved the world that he brought jesus christ his only begotten son to come and die shed his blood such that sin will be erased and because christ came to die for us we are reconciled to god that is what scripture says however it says for god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life but whoever believeth there's a commitment that somebody must believe it before he can have that reconciliation to god if i give you a gift and you don't take the gift it's not yours so this reconciliation god has done the gospel is available but you have to accept it before it becomes your own. I remember Charles Wesley wrote a song. A child to keep I have. A God to glorify. A never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky for eternity. He has a charge, a responsibility to glorify God to save a soul that will not die and fit this soul for eternity. We're going to talk about the Christian's responsibility with respect to who you are as a Christian and what you have as a Christian. Who are you as a Christian? First, I've defined Christian a Christian. But what I'm going to say pertains to every man. Charles Wesley said, a never dying soul to save. Scripture makes us aware that man is made up of our spirit, soul, and body. That is who we are. Now what are the responsibilities associated with who we are? Normally, soul and spirit are interchangeable but they are not the same thing but the bible says that the word of god is like a two-edged sword very sharp and it can divide between soul and spirit showing that they are separate but soul and spirit are the immaterial part of man the man you cannot see the spirit part of man i hope i'm communicating yes lord and the body we can see but the spirit of man is that breath of God which he gave us and that a man who communi communicates with God. So if there was alienation because of Adam's sin, it was because spirits and God could not communicate. And yet because we came from God, we will always strive to go back to God. The first responsibility we have 
as the hymn says, a child to keep I have, a God to glorify, an ever-dying soul to save. Every man, from the Christian point of view, your first responsibility is to make a decision on who Christ is to you. Who is Jesus to you? For from our perspective, it is when you accept the finished works of Christ that he came as God made flesh, died for you, and you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior, then it's a mystery. You get translated from the kingdom of Satan to that of God. We say that you are born again. The spirit is recreated. It's the spirit that becomes the new creation in Christ. The soul remains the same. The body remains the same. But the spirit is recreated. So the first responsibility as a man, you have a charge to ensure your never dying spirits and soul because they go together. Almost like the two sides of a coin survives eternity. Either you're going to be with God or you're going to be with Satan and his host in hellfire. One responsibility. Who you are, you are spirit. You have the responsibility to ensure your spirit does not get consumed. In fact, it cannot be consumed, but tortured in eternal fire. Two, who you are, who am I? We are souls. And we are made to understand that the soul of man is made up of three parts. The intellect, the emotions, and the will. The intellect, let's say, is that part associated with the mind. So you can think with it. You can reason with it. You can remember with it. You can imagine with it. That's where things are analyzed. And you remember, as a man thinketh, so you see. So everything goes into the mind. And the mind, which is part of the soul, affects the body. So what is your responsibility with reference to the soul? Romans 12 verse 2 says and be ye transformed by the renewal of your minds so that you may know what is that good acceptable and perfect will of God if the mind can be transformed by renewal it's your responsibility because spirits at the instant you made the confession of faith it turns into a new creation but the training of the mind the training of the soul is your responsibility it's your responsibility to ensure that you feed the soul Jesus said in, in the synoptic gospels that when he was being tempted man shall not live by bread alone not by everywhere that comes out of the mouth of God. So then, 
if you should not eat by bread alone, but by the word of God, every word, then it behoves on you to ensure you feed the spirit with the word of God. That means you must have time to read scripture, to study scripture, to meditate on scripture, listening to sermons. You must have time for scripture to feed your soul. That is your responsibility. Nobody can do that for you. I would like to, at this point, draw attention to something. That this responsibility I'm talking about pertaining to who we are is a personal responsibility. So for you listening to me and those under the influence of my voice, note that nobody can do what I'm talking about for you. And you can't do it for anybody. It's your personal responsibility to ensure you study the word of God. You can be helped, you can be guided, but you are responsible. So when you come to church, the pastor preaches. Bible discussions are made, studies are made. It is your responsibility to ensure what is being taught is the truth. That's why the Christians of Berea, when Paul spoke to them, they went to the Bible, no, so the scriptures, and read and came back to Paul and said, Ha, what we said is true. We said it's correct. You, you cannot blame somebody that he has deceived you. It's your responsibility to search, to discern. Thanks be to God for us as Christians, the instant you make that great decision that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and invite the Holy Spirit to take control of you, you are not alone. The Holy Spirit is there to guide you, to help you, to counsel you. And as we know, the Holy Spirit will not do it unless you invite him to do so. If you don't invite him, nobody can invite the Holy Spirit for you. It's your responsibility. Let's say that's for the intellect. So then, since it deals with the mind, it's your responsibility to guard what goes into your mind. As a man thinketh, so is it. I think I'll leave it like that. This is a constant. So in church, it's your responsibility to listen, discern, and apply. Nobody can do it for you. The other part is what I would say is the emotion. Soul is intellect, emotion, and will. The emotion hmm, is difficult to define. But it deals with... In fact, emotions and feelings are different, even though we think they are the same. Again, there are two sides of the coin. The mind influences how you feel. 
it arouses your emotions and other things. They are interrelated. That's why Paul, uh, David was saying, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. We are very complex beings. So the emotion is something that is good for us and yet we can abuse it. What do I mean by that? Scripture says that rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Philippians 4.4 4. The expression of joy is an emotion. Ephesians 4.31 going says, let me read, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. These are all emotions being expressed. And yet, Galatians 5.22 also says that the fruit of the spirit is love joy, peace, you are feeling peace. These are all emotions. It's your responsibility to weed out what scripture says you should not encourage. Like bitterness, like anger, evil speaking. Nobody can do it for you. You've got to do it for yourself. Of course, the Holy Spirit in us, when you ask him, will help you because he is the cultivator of those things that are good. Once again, let me repeat, if you don't ask him to help you and submit to him, he will not help you. It's your responsibility. What says he to do that? Let me just backtrack and then I come back here. When I was trying to define a Christian, I was speaking more of uh, the classic definition of the Christian. But those of you who speak P, not Fante, who is a typical speak, P speaking person here? Both. Who, how do we call a Christian in P? Hallelujah. Good. If you look at it well, I hope I'm not exactly. This is Christo. Just like in Antioch in Presidia, they saw how Christ was and said, These people are like Christ. They are Christians. Christo ni. So a person who is a Christian. Is like Christ, and Christ was totally submissive to God. Everything of His was submitted to God. It is my responsibility, your responsibility, to put your emotions under the control of God. You say it's not possible, it's possible. The Bible says. Do not let wrath exist within you. It's because he has equipped you to be able to deal with it. 
That's why we are being asked to. Colossians 3 says, But now you yourselves are to put off this, this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Now you yourself are to put off this. That's what the Bible is saying, you know. I'm not telling you. So it's your responsibility to do what? This. For who you Ah, your responsibility is so plenty so you have to show responsibility by controlling your reactions because people can provoke you certain things can happen to you you have no control over that but you have control on how you respond how you react you have the ability to respond according to how you have been directed by scripture. That is what your responsibility. Goes on and on. Romans 12, 17 recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Romans 12 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place, give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I repay, says the Lord. Romans 12 21 says, Do not over, be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. These are things. You are being told because you are enabled to to do that with the spirit of God within us. So managing your emotions is whose responsibility? Whose responsibility? My responsibility. Thank you. The third aspect of the soul is the will. In fact, the will is that part of our personality from where our desires and decisions come. I will say that I'm saying that that when I think about this, it looks like the executive part of the soul. Because after the mind has analyzed things, after the emotions are moving, the will comes in to say, this is what you should do. Or this is what you should not do. It is that that gives the stamp. Should we go ahead? Go ahead. It's free choice. Free will. And so we as human beings having the freedom of choice is great responsibility. Jesus said, my meat Okay, he put it in John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, 
by the will of him who sent me. For I am come down from heaven, not to do what? Do my own will, by the will of who? who? Who sent me. Another time Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of he that sent me. Another time, Jesus in exercising his will in the garden of Gethsemane, when he was having the last great battle, had the greatest battle, he looked at the challenge and said, God, hmm, if it's possible, let this cup what? Pass. And yet he said, but not my will, but what? Your will be done. Means that Jesus was experiencing all this that we are experiencing, but he was making his will submit to that of God. So our wills can be submitted to the will of God. And it's whose responsibility? My responsibility. responsibility. In fact, you can rebel with your will. So in John 5 40, the Pharisees asked Jesus a question and he told them that you, you know the truth but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life you know it but you are not willing they were not willing to it's a choice and every responsibility every choice comes with a consequence so during the Bible classes on responsible Christian living. We'll have time to go into and then you can ask all the questions. But it's your responsibility. Nobody's responsibility as they will. The third aspect of the who we are is the body. Spirit, soul, body. The body is the physical thing we see. The person speaking, this is my body. That's um, your body. Pastor Ashabo, that's your body. Yes. And we have responsibility to the body too. In fact, there are some questions. Scripture says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you know that temples are considered sacred places and are treated with reverence. Profane, profane things are not permitted in temples. My body, your body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. As God's temple, sanctuary, our bodies belong to God, not us. We have to keep it what? Holy. Remember, we are stewards of God. And everything that God has given to us that we are taking care of, we'll give account of it. Remember the parable of the talents? Hmm. So what does that mean? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3.17. I would like somebody to read this one for me before I read it. 1 Corinthians 3.17 Preferably in the King James or the New King James. This is the New King James. Go ahead. 1 Corinthians 3.17 If anyone defiles the temple of God, 
God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? Am I saying this? No. Is the Bible. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. But the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are, I am. And if we should go on, there are things that are described as defiling the body, like adultery, fornication, so many things. They're all in scripture. So whose responsibility is it to keep your body pure? Who? I'm not saying it to scripture is saying it and I believe it Romans 12:1 informs us I beseech you brethren to present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto the Lord he's what begging us beseeching us to present means that we can do it Whose responsibility is it to take care of your body? Mine, you. That's the, your responsibility for who you are. Spirit, soul, body. Give thanks to God for that. In fact, it doesn't end there. See how clean, how neat this auditorium our temple is thanks be to Barachu and your team for keeping this place so good and for all the other group who have decorated here so beautifully then the temple of God my body your body you think you can just wear anything to profane it a word to the wise is enough You must eat well. You must exercise. You must rest. Amen. You must practice cleanliness. Amen. I'm not saying it to the Bible is saying it. And as a matter of fact, you must ensure the safety of the body. Without the body, you cannot perform in this world. It is the temple of the living God. I beseech you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to take good care of your body. Amen. To present it holy. Amen. And acceptable unto the Lord. Amen. We have looked at who responsibilities refer, relating to who we now let's briefly look at responsibility to some of the things to what we have been given to take care of and we'll look at time treasure no, time talent and treasure time I will not try to define time it's too complex but you know it is something within which is immaterial and you sequence things this can be for that, 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 that. I will not try to define it. But I will say that time, the readings I made, is like a road. A road. You can go forward, 
you can come backward on a road. As you go, you can stop. So, Bikanala, you are from Labadi. La. Thank you for the correction. From La. You can go to La and go to Osu and come back to La, your mother or father's house. Can't you? As you come, you can stop at a different place, which maybe we used to call Laboni. Before you get it, uh, 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 La what? La Boni. La Boni. It's still La. But you can stop there before you come to La, what you used to call La Badi. You can stop. Yes. But there's a difference in time. Yes. With respect to time, you can go back. You can remember things. So, Sister uh, Pasalis, you can go back to where you were raised as a kid. You can go there, but you can never go back to your childhood. Can you? No. Neither can you stop time. Time is always moving like an ever-rolling stream into the future. So, Scripture says, Psalm 9012, just to normal our days that will apply our hearts to wisdom. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Time. I cannot give my time to prophets, Papa. Nor can he give his time for me. It's personal. And God has given each of us an allotted time. If we look at what happened to King Hezekiah. Time is a variable resource you must manage well. Don't. We say you are wasting time. No, you can't waste time. You waste yourself. You must balance things. It's a resource to be done. If you choose Engineer Eric to go to class one when you are 60 years, assuming you didn't go to school. You've gone to class one, but will it be beneficial to you? There are times and seasons, and things must be done in their time. There's a time to eat, time to die, a time to sing. Ecclesiastics, such a beautiful place. Redeem the time, be wise. So, have time for God. Have time for yourself. Have time for your family. Have time for community. Social, civic responsibilities. Have time for those. If you don't, you will not be balanced. You will fail the exam of life. The other thing I would like to talk about is talents. God has given us all talents. So, somebody may be gifted in prophecy. Another may be gifted in teaching. Someone may be gifted in playing the drum. Another in playing the bass guitar. Another the organ. Another singing. These are investments, things God has given to you to use. 
and to give account of. Remember, so you give account of everything you do. It's your responsibility to identify your talent. You can do so by looking at what you are good at, by letting others get feedback from others. Go to psychoanalytical places where they can assess you and give a direction. It is your responsibility. But it is not just identifying the talent. The talent must be developed. Otherwise, it's like us in the third world complaining that cash crops and the cost of primary goods is cheap on the international market and we are being cheated. No. When you get a cash crop, say cocoa, and you refine it, develop it into, I mean, the cocoa crop into chocolates, it's more expensive. If you get a gold ore and it is refined into gold bar, it's more precious. So don't just take yourself for who you are. Take time to develop your talents and then dedicate the talent to God. Let it be a blessing to humanity. And indeed, the talent itself will bless you by giving you an avenue to earn money. It's whose responsibility to develop your talent? You. You can't blame your parents. I know people who have parents who were, from my thoughts then, very rich. But now, I will never even use my mouth to describe them. I know those also who came from very poor families. But they are not poor now, either financially or in spirit, because you can see it. It's your responsibility to develop your talents and account for it before God. You remember the parable of the talents? Hmm. Time. Your talents. Your treasure. Money. When it comes to money or treasure, everything that we have belongs to God. And we we are to use it to promote the purpose of God. The gospel. To bless others and to make us also have good lives. In fact, I would like to say that you have to earn money by working. Listen to what the Bible is saying. Ephesians 4.28 Ephesians 4.28 Let him who stole steal no longer. But rather let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need. Second Thessalonians 3 11 to 12, it reads, For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, 
but are busy bodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. 2 Corinthians 3.10 New King James Version says, For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. I know people who sold ice water. They are living in houses. How they use that to build, God knows. I know people. Let me put it this way. No work is below you as long as it is not hurting others and is bringing you an income. So it's whose responsibility to work. And don't think that somebody should work and feed you. But we help each other. We promote each other as brothers. This subject is so interesting and so wide. I have to be rounding up. You know, responsibility is not something to be off. Instead, it is a way to show our love for God and others. It is a stairway for personal growth and it opens the doors for tremendous blessing. When Pastor Totong grew up, Responsibility is given for people who are seen as mature. So when challenges are coming and you are taking action, know that you are being, you are maturing. You don't respond by whining and complaining. You are responsible. You can respond the way of God or the way of darkness. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility too. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we've just looked at who we are, spirit, soul, body, and our responsibilities in those. It is just shallow. As we do the Bible studies, we'll, go, we'll dive deeper. We looked at the body. We looked at the treasures, the time, the talents. We looked at that. Please, reflect for a few seconds. Are you being responsible for who you are? Close your eyes and think. Am I? Are you being responsible for who you are? Taking a decision that your spirit, your eternal spirit, the charge will be with God. Or hell. Are you taking responsibility 
for your intellect, your mind, what you think. Anything goes. Switch on the TV. Anything goes. Any conversation goes. Are you keeping the well? Guard your hearts. Guard your minds. Your emotions. Your body. Are you? Remember. All of us will stand before the judgment seat of God and will account for the talents for who we are, what we have. May our Lord God grant us grace to be responsible. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.